I'm Fane for Simi. Good morning. Hope you're doing well wherever I find you. So the government came out, the provincial government came out the other day and said, you know what, we're going to give a significant amount of money to help build rehabilitation centers for our First Nations communities here in the West, $20 million. And the question that many are asking this morning is, is that enough? To speak about that and a couple other issues as well, Richard Jock, Chief Executive Officer of the First Nations Health Authority. Richard, good morning. Good morning. Well, first and foremost, I, I never want to look a gift horse in the mouth when somebody is, you know, willing to invest millions into, you know, hopefully, you know, health and and betterment. That's obviously a good thing. But I, I'll, I'll cut right to it. Is twenty million dollars enough for everything that you need here on the West Coast? Thanks. That's a, a very um, important question, and I would like to add a little bit of context to that. Please. Uh, Part of um, what uh, enabled this uh, investment, if you would, would be uh, the development of a memorandum of understanding between the federal, provincial, and the first governments and First Nations health authorities. And part of it was intended to uh, replace six existing facilities and to build two new ones. So the initial uh, investment was $20 million dollars uh, from each of the organizations I just mentioned. Uh, and in addition to that, the uh, provincial government has recently allocated an additional $30 million, uh, which will go to um, uh, completing those, uh, the construction of those facilities. So um, obviously over the COVID period and with all of the supply issues and so on, uh, the, our original costs uh, went up uh, considerably. Uh, but the overall uh, investment is, I would say, $90 million rather than uh, $20 million. And this, uh, this, sorry, Richard, this stretches across Western Canada for that, just for a little perspective. But here in British Columbia. BC, sorry. Okay. Across BC only. Across BC. Let's talk about where these touch points are. I mean, obviously, I would assume we're going to see something of structure built here in Vancouver. But across the province, where would you like to see things really, you know, magnified so that we can get some help into these communities? Um, well, I would say that uh, as we look at the toxic drug crises, that, uh, that there are certain hotspots, and I would say one of those is the north. So uh, we have um, uh, two programs up there uh, under construction. One is Carriers to Canny. Uh, so we are providing, uh, as part of this overall um, pocket of funding, we're providing funding for about 15 beds. In addition, Carrier Sakani has secured additional funding uh, for about 30 more beds. Uh, so this would be roughly a 45-bed operation. And also, uh, one of the replacement facilities is uh, Northern Spirit in uh, North uh, BC near Dawson Creek. Uh, so that would be a second one uh, in in the north. Uh, Fraser, of course, has considerable uh, challenges uh, overall with addictions, uh, and I would say that uh, we are investing in a new center at the ALIS. Um, that's a replacement of an existing uh, facility. Uh, and then there's an additional center uh, being built uh, as well uh, in um, 
uh, in South Surrey area on a First Nation. So, um, and then in the Vancouver area, there is a site uh, selected for building a, uh, a center, uh, but that one uh, is located uh, in uh, Sunshine Coast area. So I would say nothing um, at this point on the line for Vancouver itself, but we have a full list of the uh, eight centers that are under either construction or renovation. Are you uh, a little so su- I, sorry? I don't mean to cut you off, Richard. Are you a little yeah. surprised that there's nothing for the Lower Mainland in particular? Um, well, I would say that um, the um, uh, not surprised. I would say there was a program operating some years ago in Vancouver called Haywinook uh, that was largely funded by uh, Vancouver Coastal Health Authority with some funding from ourselves. Um, but that one um, was discontinued uh, because of operational issues. Uh, but I would say there's more available um, beds in general in the Vancouver area uh, and uh, focused programs. Um, so I, I would say that um, there's some validity uh, for us, at least, to focus on some of the areas outside of Vancouver. I think that's a really great point because I know that we do put a focus on the lower mainland, but it, it, it just you telling me of all these different touch points throughout the province that need help and need assistance, um, it actually it paints a, a bit of a picture of positivity, like the things are starting to get done. And I appreciate you clarifying the number of millions that's being injected into this. So, Richard, thank you for this this morning. I wish you had more time to flesh this out, but I think you brought some great points and hopefully we'll speak again soon. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Richard Jock, Chief Executive Officer of the First Nations Health Authority. And uh, I'm really glad that I asked that question because to get that kind of uh, insight is, is, is really valuable for me. We always assume that the crux is here in the Lower Mainland, but to think that the Sunshine Coast is going to get help, the island's going to get help, the interior's going to get help, and Northern Canada is going to get some assistance as well is a big deal. And uh, when we ask, is, quote, that money enough, it's never going to be enough to take it on full bore. But the fact is, when you think of all these different communities that are coming together and bringing millions to the table, uh, it is at least trending in the right direction. So I do have to tip my cap to the government when it comes to this particular initiative.